Countdown City, Fiesta Town, Riverwalkers, Loop to Loop, Spurs Nation. What is up? I'm Rob Trejo Jr. and this is the Spurs Film Room Podcast. If you like Spurs basketball breakdowns, head over to my YouTube channel, Spurs Film Room. Subscribe and check out all the content that I have going on there, uh, including you know teaser clips from this episode if you're, if you're a video content type of person and more so and if you by the way if you guys want to get your question answered on this show all you have to do is go to the link down in the description below that's streamelements.com backslash a bucking spurs podcast backslash tip drop a tip attach your question to the comment and i will get it on the show put your username uh social media handle wherever you want to go by so i can give you a shout out and i will answer your question on this podcast appreciate all your support for my content across all the platforms twitter instagram facebook youtube just type in spurs film room you will find me there if you are listening right now on apple or spotify please scroll down rate this podcast drop a comment it can be as simple as just go spurs go that helps us bust through the old algorithm right and helps other spurs fans find content from me on this episode, Spurs Nation is coming off of yet another blow-off loss to the Portland Trailblazers. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about shooting woes. or The refs kind of sucked in that game. Um, our rotations are short. We're kind of going with the 8-9 man rotation right now. Um, that pisses off a lot of Spurs Nation. Uh, talk about Luka and Trey and what they did in that game. We're also going to talk about our matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. And we're going to look at the week ahead of us in this uh, Eastern Conference swing that we got coming up here against some of the top teams in the East. Uh, we're going to take a look at our playing odds. At uh, Paul Garcia on, on Twitter drops uh, a lot of good information there. We're going to kind of go over what the scenarios are for the Spurs um, finishing out this um, NBA season and what our playing odds look like and then of course at the end of each show that's where I would go ahead and go into the tip jar if you got a question for me go ahead and go to that link in the description below drop your tips in there I'll go in there and pull them out and then we'll talk about them at the end of the show so all that being said go Spurs go let's do it big shout out to my wife happy first mother's day babe uh you know for to this one and to many more rt3 and i we love you you're the world to us but not just to my wife but to to all the moms out there hope you had a great sunday hopefully your man treated you good your kids gave you a couple more kisses and spurs nation out there you know we're a family environment we're a family team that's built on the family atmosphere so make sure that you tell your family that you love them Every single day that you can, especially your moms. Your moms do a lot for you. They might embarrass you. They might do all these little things to whatever, you know, but they love you unconditionally. And there are not a lot of people in this world that are going to love you unconditionally. So uh, make sure that you tell your mom that you love her just the same. So, you know, post game, it was, I don't know, many, like many of you guys, I tuned out at halftime to watch that Canelo fight. <laughs> All right. I was um, watching that Canelo Saunders fight. That was, that was pretty awesome. That was a, that was a, that was an entertaining fight. Canelo took the W, um, great night of boxing in that regard. Um, 
broke his face, <laughs> broke Saunders' face, right? Um, so then I ended up coming back to this game, watching the second half um, later that night, and then a little bit um, before I started watching, I mean, recording this podcast. And I remember talking about the game on the last episode, and there was one big point, you know, one big, you know, key to winning, if you were going to say. I mean, there's always many throughout a game. You have to do a lot of things right. A lot of things have to go your way. But one thing that we needed to control were was limiting the Portland Trailblazers opportunities at the basket, meaning that we can't be given up second, third opportunities at possessions, right? And I remember early on in this first quarter, that's what it was, because we came out pretty, pretty solid for the past two games. We're coming out focused. It doesn't look like the Spurs team has given up in any way or, or they're just not playing with energy or anything like that. Nah, that's not the case. But what did happen in the first quarter, at least, um, we came out hitting some shots. We, we came out on fire and then they came out cold, to be honest. But on the first maybe four or five possessions, we gave them two or three opportunities to to score the ball. And it always ended up resulting like in a wide open three. Right. So, you know, on this game, looking back at it, DeMar DeRozan, 20 points. Uh, Lonnie Walker, one hell of a game, uh, 18 points, 15 for DeJounte, 11 for Rudy. Uh, we're going to get into Lonnie Walker's stat line here in a second because it was pretty impressive. He's been trending upwards, which is a huge get right now for the Spurs. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, the Portland Trailblazers had Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum combined for 57 points. 57 from those two guys alone. Our top two scorers and Damar and Lonnie combined for 38. So that just kind of goes to show you the the caliber of difference, right, between our offensive firepower to their offensive firepower. I mean, from the field, we shot 39%, not all that great. They, they beat us in pretty much every stat category when you want to go down and look at it. They shot 47, 46% from the field to our 39 they shot 35% from the three-point line to our 26. You know, we shot eight for 30. They shot 12 for 34. Uh, so way more efficient. Um, you know, we, we did something that we have been doing pretty well, shooting uh, from the free throw line, 20 for 23 for us. Um, but, you know, everything else, let's go down and look at it. The rebounding battle, they killed us 63 to 40. I don't know about that third quarter, man. That third quarter... Nurkic went to work, right? And it, that's they pretty much looked for him every possession down the floor and and gave Jakob a lot of problems, gave Drew a lot of problems, right? Assists, they killed us 24 to 17, six blocks to five. Um, points in the paint, man. That's, that, that's one of the big keys for us on a game-to-game. We're a team that likes to drive and get to the paint, get to the rim, and, and you know get some mid-range shots going in the paint when we can. And so we're not on a on most nights we're not gonna outshoot the other team. We're not gonna shoot more threes than them. Um, hopefully we have a higher field goal percentage, and hopefully we beat them in rebounds and points in the paint. That is a key a, a key to victory for the Spurs tonight. They had fifty two points in the paint to our thirty eight. Right. So um, you know it was just you know we're we're, we're not shooting the ball well. You know, so so that means that we have to be able to get to the rim and put it in the hole. But when you're not shooting the ball well, the defensive team gets to kind of sink back, protect the paint a little bit more, help, don't close out to shooters so hard. That's my boy RT3, so we're going to take – I'll be right back. All right, so we're watching the game right now, and we're giving up a couple more offensive rebounds. And 
my little my little guy he didn't like that so he started getting fussy um but um all right so what was i saying i think i was saying about the points in the paint right yeah so we got to get to the rim we got to be able to finish um now if we look at the at the three-point category the three-point column right because that's another um stat that we need to improve on and whenever we shoot the ball well from three usually we do okay right that's what we think um lonnie walker though man lonnie walker was four for six from the three-point line four for six right Devin hit one rudy gay hit two patty mills hit one so you know lonnie hit just as much as anyone else on our team combined and from our starting unit he's the only one that hit right and that's that's what makes it kind of hard for us man to score but i'm glad that lonnie's out there spacing the floor he's taking that primary role to shoot the ball and I've been calling for that since the beginning of the season, man. Um, Lonnie had a lot of struggles. And that's because Lonnie has so much in his bag. And I don't think he knows exactly, you know, how to be efficient with every with every tool he has. Um, so this season, what we actually needed from him was to space the floor. Not, not that that's all he can do. He can all obviously get to the rim, attack the mid-range. But when he's spacing the floor for us, we're, we are a better team. We are a way better team. Um, we need to look to get a little bit more out of Keldon in the offensive end, right? Um, DeJounte Murray is going to finish with his average around 14, 15 points, 15 to, against the Portland Trailblazers, but six for Keldon, six for Jakob. Um, Keldon's a guy that we need to score, you know, 14 to 16 points a game, right? Because, you know, when we, when we were beating teams earlier on in the season, that's when we would have like seven to eight guys in double figures, right? Seven to eight guys. And that's just ha- that just hasn't been the case, you know, for for a long time now. And Keldon is one of those guys that we need to step up in that regard. Maybe run a few extra plays for him, get him involved a little bit more, um, because when he scores ten to fifteen points, man, we are tough, and we're just a whole other different ball club. Now, another big factor in this game were the bad calls from the ref early on, right? When we're talking about. In the beginning of the game, Portland kind of struggled offensively, but they were getting all of these calls, man, all of these questionable calls. I even remember Sean Elliott talking about it as well. He he even said it himself. There's like five or six that I just don't agree with. If you go back and look at it, um, you know, I I hope that the refs got the report on this game and said, man, you guys blew it in the first half Um, because we were actually doing well. and We were actually looking to maybe even build some type of cushion there in the first half. Because we came out on fire, we came out hitting shots, and we could have easily been up, you know, 14 points, 12 points, you know, maybe at the end of the second quarter. But we gave them so many second chance opportunities, and the refs gave them so many calls to get to the free throw line that it just kept them in the game. And then when they finally did turn it on, that was all she wrote. That was all she wrote. At halftime, we had given... I think it was either at halftime or at the end of the third, we had given up 14 points to second chance opportunities. And then we were down like 10 or 12. So that's the game right there. You know, we take that away. We get that rebound. We go down the other end, you know, and we get a bucket. It's a totally different ball game. So we were playing, you know, we were kind of hurting ourselves in that regard in this game. And then we, you know, we, we had a, a really hard time controlling Lillard, McCollum, um, even some of their bench guys like Anthony Simons came in and hit a couple big shots. He finished with nine points. Um, Nurkic had like 13 in the in the third quarter alone. So when they actually went to him, he produced, man. He put the ball on the floor and he he had a really a couple of really nice moves on the block. Kind of took took the game back to the to the early 2000s there in the third quarter. So, you know, they they just whooped our tail across 
pretty much every stat category. Uh, DeMar got his 20. Um, Lonnie Walker's trending upwards. DeJounte Murray has been really consistent all year long. And, you know, our bench is not getting it done right now, except for, you know, Rudy Gay. You know, there's a lot of stats out there. There's a lot of stats out there right now highlighting the fact that Patty Mills is probably in one of his worst shooting slumps of his career. And, you know, players go through slumps. We just need Patty to keep shooting and keep being aggressive because Patty's a guy that we are definitely going to need in this play-in and then hopefully maybe in the next play-in game to try to secure that eighth spot. Patty's going to be one of those X-Factor guys that if he can go off for 13 to 17 points, we have a shot. But when he's scoring two to five, two to six points a game, we're in trouble, right? So that's going to be it from this game. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, when we get right back. All right, so it's Monday here. We got the Milwaukee Bucks coming up tonight. And man, that's a scary matchup. And if you're asking me my keys to being competitive and maybe winning this game, it starts off with the defensive end. And I think there's no chance in hell that we can guard these guys um, by playing man-to-man defense. So I'm talking about, man, we might have to play, you know, 70, 80% of this game sitting in a zone, keeping Giannis outside of the paint, um, forcing guys like Brenda Forbes, DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday, um, Brooke Lopez, Middleton, for forcing these guys to beat you from the perimeter, right? And trying to keep them off the glass, right? In this zone. So I think that's the real only way that we have a chance in hell to beat the Milwaukee Bucks right now. They are currently on a five game win streak of their own, right? We kind of came off a five game losing streak not too long ago. Um, so we really are on the opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to, um, you know, clicking right now. They're they're 43 and 24 right now. And we're playing them at home, which at home, the Bucks are 24 and 10. Now, luckily, we're we're a better team on the road. Um, so that maybe gives us a little bit of an edge. But, you know, it, it all comes down to executing the game plan and playing with confidence, man. I think we've shown that if we're hitting shots, then we can compete for four quarters. Are, are we going to win? That depends. You know, can can DeMar close out the game for us at the end of the fourth quarter? Really, that's that's how it goes. So, um, so in this game, I mean, contest shooters, contest the three-point line, Pick up Giannis early. Don't let Giannis get after it in transition because if we sit back in his zone, we're going to take a lot of the half court away from Giannis and really make him have to be a smart basketball player, um, you know, make good passes. He'll end up taking a couple threes maybe. But um, at the end of the day, we need to we need to slow them down, right? Because Giannis is a freight train, a monster coming down the lane. So if we're going to take away the half court in that regard, then we have to take away transition away from Milwaukee if we can do those two things keep them off the glass um contest their three-point shots then we have a chance right but ultimately what are we looking for in this game against Milwaukee tonight let's let's well one shout out to Bryn Forbes we're gonna see Bryn Forbes again uh longtime spur undrafted we, we all know the deal with Bryn so it's good to see him on a team right now that's that's you know championship contending because you know, he, he works that hard. He has a championship work ethic. Now, undersized with us, you know, a inc- little inconsistent from the three ball, but 
you know, I think he's in a good role there. I believe he's coming off the bench, which is something that we talked about over here a lot. You know, we want we love Bryn Forbes over here, but we wanted him to be in a role that fit him. And he was starting, and I just felt like that was, you know, a lot of us just felt like that was not the position for Bryn Forbes um, with this team. But he, he kind of earned it. He kind of earned it at that point. There wasn't really anyone else there to take it away from him. I mean, look at Lonnie now. We're, we're still questioning Lonnie starting now. So let alone two years, you know, a year and a half ago. So, you know, shout out to Bryn Forbes. Good to see him again. Um, Coach Bud, um, you know, former Spurs over there. So. Now, this is something that 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 I want to talk about. We're we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about the matchup tonight. Really, those are my key. Those are my keys to to this game tonight. We'll look at it um, post game and we'll see how we do in that regard. But um, there's 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 some questions out here about our rotations, and you know, at this point of the season, you know, should we keep a short rotation, eight nine guys? Should we try to incorporate Luca and Trey Jones a little bit more, Gorgie Jang a little bit more, and you know those th- those are those are a little bit more difficult to answer than you would expect, um, you know because the guys that really need to step up for us to be successful are already getting the minutes, and I'm talking about three guys in particular. I'm talking about Jakob. I'm talking about. Um, Patty Mills and Keldon, right? Those are our three guys that actually, if, when if those three guys can step it up on offense and defense, we're pretty much good enough to compete with anybody. Now shots have to fall, blah blah blah. But when those three guys are clicking, Jakob, Keldon, and Patty, those are the three that are kind of are 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 taking a backseat right now and. When they have bad games, when collectively, when those three at the same night don't play well, we don't have a chance in hell. And that's kind of been the the norm here for the past, I don't know how many games, we just keep getting blown out. And really, it's because we need more out of those guys. Devin Vassell, man, is is is, is a rookie. We, we're, we have not and are not going to give him a big role this season. And especially just right now, we're not going to be like, hey, Devin, you know, um, carry us in these last, you know, three games or Luca and Trey, Hey, come in and take all Rudy's minutes and Patty's minutes right now and, and help us win. They're not ready for that. And if you, if you think that if you're one of those player people that think, man, Luca and Trey need to play right now, they'll make us better than you don't understand. I'm sorry. Anything about team dynamics and, and what it takes to coach and be a part of a team throughout a season. Because right now, that's not what you do. Even though Patty's not playing well and all that stuff, Rudy's actually playing very well. But even though Patty's not playing well, you don't sit those guys for, for Luca and Trey just because they have upside. Because we know what we're going to get out of Patty. We know what we're going to get out of Rudy. And we need them to step up. It's not about, you know... Can they? Uh, can the other guys perform better than them? No. At this point in the season, four games left, trying to get into a play-in, trying to get to a play-in where it's a must-win like game. You know, like and every possession is going to count. You think that you're going to risk, you know, putting in some of these young guys more minutes when you need your veterans in there, the guys who are not going who are going to most likely not make mistakes, um, who are not going to hurt the team. Who are going to be able to execute game plans? Who are going to be able to 
execute defensive assignments. Like, you got to understand, like, for rookies and young players, that's hard to do for a full game. And you can't take errors, you know, when you're in a one-game elimination scenario like the play-in is about to be. Um, So, you know, those guys, their future is bright. You know, like Trey Jones, Luca, uh, those guys, that Devin, their future is bright here with this organization. But it's not going to be this season, I'm sorry to say. You know, their 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 time is coming, you know, and it's going to be coming in this offseason and it's going to be coming into uh, in next season. Expect them to have bigger, more consistent roles next season. Um, but right now we need Rudy Gay. We need Patty Mills to step up. We need um, Keldon to figure it out. And we need Jakob to be to be a beast and get a double double, you know, to try to average a double double, not, you know, three games where he only scores two points. Then one game where he can pull 14 points out of nowhere, you know, but that's not the norm. We need that to be the norm from Jakob if we're going to be successful here down the stretch. We need Keldon to put up 15 points um, and, you know, close to 10 rebounds a game if we're going to be successful. Those are the areas where we need to pick up. And Patty Mills has been the key to our bench unit for years. And that's not that's not changing anytime soon. You know, he actually has a bigger role this season, right? He's been asked to do a lot. So, you know, I'm not putting any fault on Patty. We need Patty to just keep shooting, keep being aggressive, and hopefully over these next four games, shoot himself out of this of this um, shooting slump that he's in. And hopefully come in that Memphis game, bro. I mean, hopefully we can hang on. We're going to talk in a little bit about what the scenarios are for the Spurs right now. I mean, the last episode, I felt pretty confident about saying this is our 10th seed, 10th spot, you know. And I still feel that way, but let's let's talk about the scenarios and what the Pelicans got to do and what the uh, what the Kings got to do if 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 we go like zero and five, right? We're gonna look at those scenarios here in a little bit, so hang hang in there with us. Um, you know, so so finishing out this season, we we need the we need those those are the key guys to me because we know Demar's gonna be a twenty point bucket. We know DJ is gonna be defensively there. And he's going to be, you know, close to a double-double, 14, 15 points a night. Um, Lonnie Walker is training upwards in the consistency um, area, too. I think the team has told him, like, yo, you know, you got the old, the mega green light. And, like, especially in the first, second quarter, it's like, dude, don't hesitate. Like, you're the guy. You're pretend you're DeMar DeRozan in the fourth, right? And I think Lonnie's heard that loud and clear. And so he's, he, I'm, I'm confident in what Lonnie's doing right now on the floor. Defensively, too, his effort and toughness looks like it went up a couple notches and attention to detail. So Lonnie's trending upwards. So that's great. Rudy Gay's been there all season. He's still probably our third or fourth best guy. Hate it or love it. Rudy Gay is our third or fourth best player on any given, any given night, straight up off the bench. Um, hits big shots for us in, in clutch moments, too, all that all that good stuff. Right, so the rotations should be short right now. I don't think we should be adding any players into the mix or giving more minutes to anybody. That backup center role, Drew Eubanks, is kind of you know solidified that he's the guy that's going to come off the bench first. Gorgie Jang, because he's a veteran already, might be a guy that we see slip in there a little bit more depending on what the need is in the game. A big you know to to shoot the ball you know like he does or not. Um, he might be the only guy really to kind of squeeze in a little bit more minutes. Um, that's, you know, that's different from what we're doing now. Devin's going to stay where he's at. He's going to, you know, if, if Devin can get 10 points a game, eight points a game over the next five, six games, that's good. Cause we'll need that 
in the play-in again in this play-in guys like in order for us to be successful to try to get to that eighth seed we need six to eight guys in double figures and we need to be clicking on the defensive end right and so that's 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 the goal and that's where we're trying to build to build towards in these next four games five games that we have left all right so keys to the to the milwaukee game let's sit in a zone let's let's make them shoot the ball if we lose like that fine whatever but let's ex let's let's work on this executing a game plan win or lose whatever let's execute the game plan right because that's what we're gonna have to do on a whole other level come the, the memphis game right we're gonna have to really execute to win those um do or die scenarios right so let's build on that okay let's build on those attention to details that's what's important right now okay so all right so when we get back let's take a look at this playing scenario and, and we're gonna take a look at um paul garcia's twitter um he he's a one of the lead writers over there at uh project spurs and um, see what he's got in our scenarios here down the stretch so we'll be right back all right spurs nation so the pelicans and the king kings both won the other day and uh the spurs now have five games left right uh, we talked about them a little bit milwaukee brooklyn new york phoenix phoenix so what's at risk here what is what does the landscape look like now for us i think going oh and five is a real possibility is a very real possibility um so, you know, according to Paul Garcia at Paul Garcia NBA on Twitter, uh, you can go to his Twitter page and find this graphic that I'm going to read from right here. Um, but if the Spurs go on five, the Pelicans, let's start there, must go two and two in order for them to take the 10th seed away from us. Right. So you want to know what that looks like? Let's go check out the remaining four games and let's see who their opponents are. Right. So the Pelicans just took care of the Hornets. Right. That's the game that they won the other day without Zion, without Brandon Ingram. They were able to sneak away a win against the Hornets. Now, the Hornets aren't bad, aren't that bad of a team. Now, the Pelicans only won by two points. But the, the main reason why when I'm looking here at the at the stat sheet is just that the, the Hornets had a terrible offensive fourth quarter. They scored 14 points. The Hornets did in the fourth against the Pelicans. Now they scored 42 in the second. I mean, come on. They went from scoring, having a 42 point quarter to having a 14 point quarter. What the hell happened? I didn't watch the game. I have no idea. Maybe the, the Pelicans played the best defense of their lives. I have no idea. But that game that they won right there didn't help us any. So the remaining four games that they have to go two and two in. They got the Grizzlies tonight. Now the Grizzlies are again; they're they're a team trying to figure it out. So I hope that the Grizzlies can actually pull a W out against the Pelicans here. Um, but I would not be surprised if they don't. We talked about Memphis's struggles earlier on a couple episodes ago. You know that they're losing to teams like the Pistons and they're losing to teams like um, Orlando, right? So you know they got the Grizzlies tonight. They got the Mavericks on Wednesday. Right. So hopefully the Mavericks, that's the game that we can kind of hang our hat on and saying that the Pelicans will probably lose against the Mavericks. Um, I feel pretty comfortable in that one. And then their last two games go up against the Warriors and then the Lakers. Right. So we got Memphis, Mavericks, Warriors, Lakers. 
Hold on really quick. My little guy needs a little bit of attention. Be right back. Okay, his pacifier fell out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So the Pelicans got to go two and two in that four game stretch. Now I can see them losing to the Mavericks. You know, I think Steph Curry is good enough to beat them by them himself right now. So hopefully, those are the two games that um, that they lose. Now they got the Lakers on the final game of the season. Um, hopefully, the Lakers have some type of motivation in that game to 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 either either play well or whatever because if they're already solidified into a playoff seed like seven like say the lakers are in seven and there's no way that they can get to six i don't see them playing anthony davis or lebron maybe andre drummond can have a night and i know kyle kuzma's going through some some health issues too right now i think um so that doesn't really look too good i think maybe the pelicans can sneak out a win uh to close out the season against the lakers so we're really hoping for the pelicans to lose tonight against the grizzlies and then to lose against the mavericks on wednesday now if that happens then great you know the spurs are can go zero and five here on this last five game stretch and still come out with that 10th seed the kings let's talk about them for a second if we go 0 and 5, the Sacramento Kings need to go 3 and 1. All right, so let's take a look at their remaining four games and see who their opponents are, right? Um cuz they just came off a, a win against the OKC Thunder and they 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 beat down the Thunder 126 to, to 98. Now, unfortunately, they play the Thunder again. <laughs> and then and then they have Memphis twice. They got the Grizzlies twice. So in these last four games for the Kings, they got the Thunder on Tuesday. Then they got the Grizzlies on a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. Now, please, Grizzlies, can can we can we go ahead and uh, and take care of business, Memphis? Come on, Memphis. Uh, to, to low key, Memphis is one of my new favorite teams. I mean, I'm I'm listening to Grind City Media all the time. Shout out Chris Vernon, uh, Roser, and those guys over there, Devin. Uh, that, that's, if y'all haven't checked out their, their show, uh, you know, go ahead and do that. So Memphis, I hope they can actually come through this. This is a big week. <laughs> we need to be Memphis fans this week. Um, Spurs nation, we need Memphis to take care of new Orleans. We need Memphis to hopefully win both games against the Sacramento Kings. Cause if they can just do that, then we're good, right? We, we don't need Sacramento to go, um, on a three and one run here to close out the season because then they have the jazz to close out the season and that's most likely a w a, a loss sorry um the jazz can sit their best players as we know and still blow out a bad team so hopefully on the last game of the season the utah jazz are able to take care of business so um we need memphis to win at least one of their games against the sacramento kings this week and then we'll be fine all right so that's that's what it looks like for us if we go own five now hopefully we can sneak out a win you know somewhere this week that would be great and that would help our chances a lot all right so that's kind of what we're hoping for but i think realistically there is a chance that we go own five and those are our scenarios if we end up do going own five 
All right, guys. So just to let you guys know, I'm doing this new segment at the end of the show where I go dive into the tip jar, take your questions, your concerns, your comments, and we'll talk about them here on the show. It's a new segment, so I'm just kind of announcing it right now on the first on this episode. So if you do like this podcast, please go down in the description below, check out the tip jar link. Go ahead over there. You can tip as minimum as a dollar. Everything you do goes to help support this channel, helps support the pamper fund over here for for this little guy who keeps making me take breaks during this show, right? <laughs> so I just had to, you know, feed him again a little while ago. So um, go Spurs go, guys. I mean, this has been a lot of fun. Please do not forget to rate this podcast, subscribe to it, check me out on YouTube, hit the subscribe button there as well. Doing a little bit more stuff on Facebook as well. You can go to Twitter, Instagram at Spurs Film Room. You'll find me there too uh, to stay in the know. All right, so we got a tough matchup tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Tough week, really. I mean, <laughs> coming up. So we'll be okay, though. We have we have the landscape in front of us. The goal is just to get better, just to get better every day in one area or, or another, right? And to compete and see if we can compete for four quarters. We haven't been able to do that in about six, seven games. Even in even in the Sacramento game, we had a terrible third quarter there and kind of let them get right back into it. Alrighty, let's see. Let me go back to my agenda. Yep, that's it for today. Uh, go Spurs, go guys, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.